This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's a great event, the Australian Open, probably the best one we do in Australia. AO tickets are selling fast at Ticketmaster with ground passes available from only $29. A big part of the Stan Sport team is Wally Mister, and he joins me this morning. Hello, Wally. Julian, how are you? I'm very well. Thanks for your time. Uh, you hitting the court one more time before Christmas? Well, Jules, funny you should say that. I'm actually out here at Homebush. Um, I'm not hitting a lot of balls, but the... You know, the Vukic's of the world, the Thompson's, the O'Connell's of the world are all out here training. So, yeah, it's all coming. It's all happening pretty quick. What excites you about this summer of tennis coming up the most from an Australian point of view? Well, I think it's been a pretty positive year. Um, Obviously, Storm Hunter finished number one in doubles in the world. We've got eight or nine guys inside the top 100 in the men's, uh, which is pretty, you know, pretty good. That's the best numbers for quite a while. And I guess I'm keen to see... Um, an Australian make their mark at the Australian Open. Um, I think Alex Diminar obviously has probably got the best chance. He'll have a seeding, you know, he'll be protected in the draw to a degree. And he's obviously had a great year. But, you know, a lot of the Aussie boys have had a, a really, really strong year. And, you know, they've all been training hard over the month of December. Um, and, you know, maybe they can get a jump on a few of those Northern Hemisphere players and, and have a really strong Aussie Aussie summer. What about Alex? I mean, I, I was reading this morning, I can't believe it's been since 2006, Leighton Hewitt, the last time we had a, a man inside the top 10. He's knocking on the door. He had six wins over top 10 players this year. Do you think he could break that top 10 next year? And at the Open, he mean, fourth round the last two years. He's only made one quarterfinal at a Grand Slam before. I say only, in inverted columns, because it's not easy to do. But do you no. think he can take that next step at the Open and crack the top 10 next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think um, it, the best tennis is ahead of him. And I think it's been a situation where he's had, you know, the last couple of um, years, you know, he's had full pre-seasons. There was a couple of years in the Australian summer where he, he ended up tearing his ab and he, he kind of missed out on an Australian summer by virtue of, of those ab tears and certainly the Australian Open. Um, but I think, you know, it's been solid couple of years, no injuries. You said it, um, beating those top 10 players, I think, gives a player belief that they can take the next step. And the next step for Alex is to do it in a slam when it's best of five sets. So I think he's got a great shot of going past the fourth round and, and certainly past the quarters. Um, he's a great competitor. And I think he's done a good job over the last couple of years of just kind of really defining his game style where he's really quick. You know, he, he can counter punch, return well, make a lot of balls, but then, you know, take it to his opponent and win his share of points. So he's really, I think he's really started to understand his game, you know, the blend between defense and attack and, um, you know, when to apply it. On the women's side, uh, Isla Tomjanovic was flying in her career. Three quarterfinals at Grand Slams, then the knee injury, which kept her out to August. She's back. She's won a tournament on the on the secondary tour, but obviously she's coming from a, a fair way back. How have you seen her progress since she's been back on the court? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, the knees, you know, I can speak for experience with knees. They're just complicated. So much load goes through your knees, you know, in terms of decelerating. Um, the... I really felt for Isla because, 
you know, there was the back-to-back Wimbledon quarterfinals, and then she got the, the, the quarterfinals at the US Open and beat Serena, and it was a pretty stunning moment, the way she handled that win and handled herself after that win, and it kind of looked like she had really arrived, you know, in the very top echelon of the women's game, and yeah, cut short by injury, so that's pretty frustrating. But that is the nature of professional sport. Um, nobody works harder than Isla. She's unbelievably uh, dedicated to the sport. So I'm just, you know, fingers crossed that she's healthy for a period of time. And she said herself she's more motivated than ever to get back to where she was. So let's hope that's the case. And let's hope this Australian summer can be a bit of a springboard for her. What about the other women? Who else do you expect to have big years in 2024? We've seen, you know, glimpses of the likes of Kim Birrell, Olivia Gadecki, obviously Daria Savills back now. Who, who are you confident that 2024 will be a good year for? Well, we've got, we've got some younger players that are emerging, but it's probably a bit early to expect them to do, um, you know, we might see some of them get some wild cards over the course of the summer, and that will be interesting. Uh, Taylor Preston, for example, there's some younger players that have got some real ability. Uh, Olivia Gadecki, you kind of mentioned her, and she's very, very capable of some big wins and, and playing some great tennis, but yeah, it's just the, the consistency and the, the year-in, year-out effort. Um, you know, she can certainly make her mark. Um, Kim Birrell, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of players there, and Mentioned those eight or nine Australian men that transitioned into the top 100 and sort of, you know, Rinky Hitchikata, for example, yep. Max Purcell. And there was, a, there was a host of women that were sitting between, say, you know, 80, uh, well, 80 or 90 and, say, 140, you know, Priscilla Hon, Kim Burrell, Astra Sharma. And it was just amazing how many of them got injured badly. Daria, badly, knee, Achilles. Priscilla Hon, hip surgery, Kim Burrell, elbow surgery, you know, Astra Sharma's been out for a long period of time. So we've been a bit unlucky in that sense that, you know, the boys stayed healthy in transition. We had a, a group of girls that by virtue of injury couldn't do it. And then Isla at the very top of the game, you know, she got injured, Ash walked away from the game. So it's been, it's been hard on the women's side to a degree, but hopefully, and it's a bit like I said with Isla, that there's a group of them that can stay healthy for a long period of time and get back to where they, you know, where they belong. It's been a while in Serbia, a big part of the Stan Sport coverage of all the summer of tennis, including the Australian Open. What about Nick Kyrgios, Molly? Will we see him back at some stage? Or do you have the... I know Brett Phillips has got a bit of a fear that maybe we won't see Nick again. What do you think? I don't know. I just honestly don't know. Um, I'm not on social media, so you probably know more than I do, Jules. Um, oh, yeah, but, you haven't got an yeah. OnlyFans page there, well. No, well... <laughs> Do they do they have that for the over sixties? You did turn sixty this year, I noticed. Happy birthday! Yeah, but, yeah does that exist for over sixties only fans? I'm, I, not I, I'm not on it, so I wouldn't know. No, well, that's good to hear. But mate, I'm uh, I actually don't have insight. Um, obviously, Rafa has spent a year out of the game, and he's coming back in Brisbane. Uh, we'll get to see him at the Brisbane International. And Nick's what's Rafa thirty six? What's Nick twenty seven? So he's young enough, certainly, to come back. And we know he's got game. I mean, with that serve, he'll always be relevant. So I guess we just have to wait and see. You know, if he's, if he's motivated and healthy, who knows? You mentioned Rafa there. There's some big comebacks uh, this year. Obviously, Rafa is massive on the men's side. And then on the women's side, you've got Naomi Osaka, Angelique Kerber, and Caroline Wozniacki all coming back off time off the tour. All three have become mums. Um of those four, who do you think can make an impact this Australian summer? Uh, Caroline Wozniacki was, was impressive. Um, you know, she was really fit and strong at the US Open. She looked good. Um, and, you know, she, she collected some wins there. So, um, 
I kind of probably lean a bit towards Osaka because she just had such a big game. Um, but we'll have, you know, as I said, Caroline had done the work. Um, you've got to do the work too. You can't just kind of stroll back to the tour because the tour moves on. You know, all of those players, Coco Goff's gotten better, Igor Jontek, they've all gotten better in the, you know, Rybakina, Sabalenka, they've all notched wins in, in slams and they've all gotten better. So, you know, the tour moves on. But if, if Naomi's done the work, she's got the power and she's got the game to, to trouble anybody. And it's a question then of, of confidence, you know, of just arriving into the match court and not having doubts, you know, which I'm sure the great players can do better than most, but it's still a factor for any player to be confident um, and to play your best tennis. So I, I would kind of lean towards her as maybe someone to keep an eye out for, but, you know, the, the proviso is you've got to have done the hard yards and be ready to go. Quite amazing that at 36 years of age, Novak Djokovic had the year he did. He, three Grand Slams, lost the other one in a final. Um of course, he can be beaten here at Melbourne Park, but it's going to be difficult. But is it out of the question that he could give the Grand Slam a nudge next year? Uh, it, it always sounds impossible, doesn't it, that you can do that. Um, <laughs> Novak was one win away. Um, just amazing. you know. It, well, it sounds impossible that you can win 20-plus slams, and three players have done that in the last generation. So I'm a bit loath to, to put a feeling on Novak. Um, he just seems to have an incredible knack of coming good at the right time. You know, I think there was a few majors in 2023 where in the first week he looked a bit vulnerable. You know, he was very strong in the tie breaks and he was getting the wins, but, you know, he looked like he was vulnerable. I thought Alcaraz would take care of him at the French. That certainly didn't happen. Alcaraz was, was overwhelmed, um, you know, by the, the... It was daunting for him to play Novak and he, he kind of mentioned, he said, Novak's inside his head, but then we had that brilliant Wimbledon final. So... I don't know, Jules, can he do it? He, he, he could. I'm, as I say, I'm loath to put a ceiling on him. But I have to think that Alcaraz and Sinner are getting, they're, they're getting better. There's still improvement in those two players, given their age and their enthusiasm and their athleticism. And, you know, Yannick Sinner was really strong at the back end of this year. And, you know, I think Alcaraz is he's a generational player. He's brilliant. So I, I think there's players there that can topple Novak. But the big challenge, of course, is can they do it over five? Mm. Um, that seems to be a bit of a problem. Over three, yep, but over five, you've just got to play your very best tennis for such a long period of time. And Novak sort of takes competition personally. You know? He just doesn't <laughs> like to give anything up. <laughs> He's amazing. And now, Sinner was the one that made the big jump. Uh, this year, and credit to Darren Cale for all the work he's done with him. Oh, let's not let's not give Darren too much credit. No, Come on, uh, not give him any, or just a little bit. No, no, he's had, what an amazing. What an Why amazing is he such a good coach, Wally? Why is he? What makes him such a great coach? Well, he's a good bloke, and he's rational. And Darren had some tremendous mentors in his career in Bob Carmichael, and he, of course, he played Davis Cup for Australia. So there was Neil Fraser, and you know he had some really good people um, on his tennis journey. But he's, he's just a good bloke. You know, he's a solid citizen, um, you know, communicates a good message. The players trust him. He has their back. Um, but, you know, he's also about character. Um, you know, he, he understands what work has to go in to making a good player. He understands the game. You know, he's very good at analysis. But, you know, and, and he's very good at imparting that message to his players. But I think ultimately he's a good bloke and, and the players trust him and they get on board and, you know, they go along for the ride. On the men's side in, in World Tennis next year, is there someone you can see doing a sinner, have that breakout year and get right up near the top of the rankings? I'd be interested to see. You know, Holgeroon had a patchy year. You know, he looked like he was going to be the next big thing. Um, had a bit of a patchy year. You know, he's had Boris Becker in his corner for a while. I'd be kind of, kind of 
keen to see. I was very impressed with him, um, you know, there for about 18 months. But as I say, it was a bit of a patchy 2023. And of course, injury played a bit of a part in that as well. So I'm curious to see. I mean, he's a big guy with game and he's not afraid of reputation. So I'd be curious to see where he goes, um, you know, with his tennis. Um, but look, you know, the other thing too, I think TFO for me, um, curious to see whether he can just take that next jump, you know, because when he plays well, wow, you know, I just really enjoy watching him. Um, such a dynamic player. He's hard to push off the baseline, you know, on the right surface, the Australian Open and certainly the US Open. You know, I think he's got a shot to win a slam. And as I say, curious to see whether he can take that next step. Do you get a Christmas break, Wally? I'm going to have a little breather. This is my last day out here at Homebush with some of the players, and then I'm going to chill. But I am doing a bit of commentary over the summer, Jules. You'll be surprised to hear. So that <laughs> United Cup kicks off on the 30th here in Sydney. So that's when I start work again. Unlike yourself, you're probably having a good month and a half off. Not at all. Back on the second, Wally. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, you're, you're a workhorse, Jules. No, always. No I learned from the best. You. Uh, Wally, thanks for your time as always. Have a great Christmas, great New Year, and we look forward to your work on Stan Sport over the summer. And the same to you, Jules, and I'm sure I'll catch you down in Melbourne.